This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. talking a lot about the importance of divine guidance, divine provision, and also divine steps. And there's another part that's also important, and that's what I'm going to call divine timing. And it's really important to remember that there is danger in delay. Our instructions need to be carried out in the right way and also at the right time. So when you are following God's direction and you're doing it at the right time, this is going to require a high level of trust, a high level of faith, and a high level of obedience and a willingness to do very difficult things, to engage difficult terrain, knowing that God is with you, he's prepared you, and he also resources you for that mission. Now, when we do something that looks like it's the right thing at the wrong time, that's actually equivalent to disobedience. So we're not really doing the right thing, even though we might fool ourselves into thinking that we are. So the example I want to use today is an example of the children of Israel when they were going to the promised land. God had already rescued them out of Egypt. They're on the wilderness journey and they are heading to the promised land. And they understand that the land of promise is a good land. It's a land that's flowing with milk and it's flowing with honey. God has already told them, I've given you the land. It's already been promised. There's no doubt about that part. Now, keep in mind though, in this great land, flowing with milk and honey. There were giants in the land. The people up there were mighty and fierce people if we look at them from an earthly lens. So the nation of Israel, they sent some spies up to check it out, to see what was the land all about. And they sent 12 spies to the land to to look at it. Now, two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, when they looked at the land, They focused on the goodness of God and the power of God. And the other spies, the other 10, they magnified the giants in the land rather than magnifying God. So when the spies came back, the bulk of them, the 10, they actually discouraged the people and made them afraid to follow God's guidance, made them afraid to go forward and to take possession of the land. And as a result of that, God pronounced the consequence. He said, because you don't trust me, you don't believe me, and you've discouraged all these people, now I'm going to take you the long way around to get to the promised land. And you're going to be in the wilderness for 40 years long enough for all of the naysayers, all of the people who don't trust me 
to die in the wilderness. All of the murmurers, all the complainers, you're going to die in the wilderness. And the people who were going to make it through were going to be Joshua and Caleb. Moses was going to live until the time that they got just outside the promised land. All the rest of the people, the adults, they weren't going to make it. So it was their children and children's children who were going to come into the promised land. So let's talk a little bit then about what does this mean and what are some lessons we can take away from it. And I want you to understand, too, that not only did they have the consequence of having to wander for 40 years before they got to the promised land, which really wasn't that far away, but God took them the 40-year route. And God was trying to help them understand that given everything that he had shown them, they should have focused on victory in him rather than being afraid of the enemy and afraid of the giants. So number one, we want to look at what has God already done for you? What has he already done with you and through you that you can be thankful about? And remember to go back and read the scriptures and see what God has done for other people because we want to review what he's already demonstrated. We want to remind ourselves about the goodness of God and the power of God to back up whatever guidance that he's given us. So that's number one. We also, number two, want to focus on the power and the goodness of God more than the size of the mountain that's in front of us. One of the gospel songs is one of my favorites that was sung and popularized by Inez Andrews of the caravans is Lord, don't move my mountain. And she talks about don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to climb. And the whole idea is if there's a mountain in front of you, God's going to either show you how to scale that mountain to get over it or how to go around that mountain under no circumstances does he expect you to stand in front of the mountain and be afraid because our God is greater than any mountain that we face. And number three, do know that there will be giants in the land where you're going. So if God is guiding you, he is providing you the power to deal with those giants and your job is to take the steps. And all of this applies to the workplace because you may be given a unique mission at work. There's some task God has for you there. There's a message he may want you to deliver to a person, an action to take, something to pursue. And it can look like everyone is against you. It can look like giants in the land. However, if God is guiding and leading, he is stronger than all of those giants. He's stronger than all of that. So number four, if what God has asked you to do was easy to do, then it would be possible to do it in your own strength and you wouldn't need God. So God always gives us these missions that require supernatural power and strength so that we know we can't do it in our own power. Yet through God, all things are possible and we can do anything that he calls us to do. So number five, just reiterating that point, that God-sized mission that God has given you in the workplace as a marketplace leader, it requires his guidance and his power. So expect not to know how 
you're going to work something out in the natural because you won't know. And there is no way to work it out in the natural because God is calling you to walk in the supernatural. And that's where it's going to be worked out. So in this journey that the Israelites were taking, once God came and pronounced this consequence on them of 40 years wandering in the wilderness, the people then said, oh, no, we're now going to go up. We're going to go up to the promised land. We're going to do what we're supposed to do. And Moses told him, no, don't go now because God is not with you. You have missed the time frame. Now is not the time. At this time, you're going to have to take the 40-year journey in the wilderness. And I want to read this part just as a reminder to us that it's not only what God says for us to do, it's also the timing in which he tells us to do it. So this is Numbers, the 14th chapter, and we'll start at verse 39 and go through about verse 45. And the scriptures say, then Moses told these words to all the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. And they rose early in the morning and went up to the top of the mountain saying, here we are and we will go up to the place which the Lord has promised, for we have sinned. And Moses said, now why do you transgress the command of the Lord? For this will not succeed. Do not go up, lest you be defeated by your enemies. For the Lord is not among you. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you, and you shall fall by the sword. Because you have turned away from the Lord, the Lord will not be with you. But they presumed to go up to the mountaintop. Nevertheless, neither the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord nor Moses departed from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who dwelt in that mountain came down and attacked them and drove them back as far as Hormah. So whatever you do, listen to God's guidance for today. If you miss it for today and he gives another command, make sure you follow the new command and not try to go back and do something he previously said and make it the wrong timing. So do God's divine guidance and God's divine power at the right time. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.